Welcome back to the Fear and Beer Podcast, where we discuss all things Halloween Horror Nights, horror movies, and just a little bit of beer. So kill the lights, grab a cold one, and join us as we dive into this mad world we love. I'm Nick. I'm Seamus. And I'm Jamie. Like scary movies. Uh-huh. Here's Johnny. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. You miss me. Aren't you drinking? I never drink. Why? As a reminder to all listening, if you want to help us to continue growing as a podcast, don't forget to leave us a five-star review on whichever streaming platform you use. To stay up to date with us and all of our episodes, be sure to follow all of our socials. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Fear and Beer Pod. Feel free to reach out to us. We love to interact with you all. Well, better late than never. We <laughs> took a little extra break i guess by a couple hours instead of recording on thursday night we're just gonna record this on friday afternoon and put it out later (laughs) in the day at some point so let's talk about what we are going to get into tonight because we haven't really talked about it yet because again in the middle of this announcement season we're sort of just kind of flying by the you know the skin of our teeth and stuff like that so we're just kind of waiting for stuff to drop so we Last minute, kind of pulled together some stuff. So obviously, while waiting for announcements, we figured let's take a little look back at some previous announcements. And let's look back at what we have as our personal top five announcements of the last five events. So we're talking anything from HHN 27 through 31. And this doesn't have to be you know, the best announcement video or something like that. These are just personal announcements. IPs or original videos that got announced, dropped, and got us just that excited. So it really is the doors open for really anything. So that's what we're going to be kind of getting into today. And again, this is just me and Jamie. Nick, uh, I am Nick. The <laughs> Seamus is on a little little vacation right now. He's got some family in town. So instead of making him come record stuff, we said just just keep on keeping on. <laughs> we'll catch up with him next time. So. Before we get into that, let's get into some beers. Now, I have one that is sort of, the name is very very relative to current HHN, and I guess you could tie it into this year's, because the name of this beer is The Last of Us. Ooh. Yeah, so this could be people's most hyped announcement of the last five years, where we, of course, are not counting this year so far, because they are not finished, but alas, this is from Dream State Brewing. It is a little micro brew in Fort Lauderdale. It is a Imperial Double New England. So it's an 8% ABV, zero IBU. It's got a 3.95 from everyone on untapped. And this is actually a collaboration beer with the Dream State Brewing, like I mentioned, and then other half brewing company from Brooklyn, New York, and Vitamin C Brewing from East Weymouth, Mass. So they detail this as a three-way collaboration with those breweries, it's a New England style Deepa, it's 8% ABV and is blended with Cairo Citra, Nelson Savon, and Strata. And it pours with a hazy straw color. So let's see. It sounds like it's going to be sort of a fruity, hazy. The Imperial kind of threw me in the name because I don't really count that as one, but just from cracking this thing, I can get a whiff of it and. I am a fan of those New England IPAs, so I'm curious how it strays from the path being a double. 
imperial style New England IPA. So just off the nose, it doesn't smell too like kick you in the mouth flavor, but it's still it's got that New England style scent to it, which you get a lot with that citra hops and it's almost like tropical flavors, if you will. But it looks good. It's very, it's very hazy, very yellow. Looks very similar to like a Voodoo Ranger. If you've had those before, that's probably the closest comparison I can make to, you know, what this one actually looks like. So let's take a little swig. Yeah, not strong at all. I thought just from the smell, it was going to kind of punch you in the mouth a little bit, but not as much. Interesting can art as well. It is a rubber ducky on a tank. And then there is an astronaut and there is a mechanical bull. And it looks like they're in sort of a coliseum fighting each other. Interesting. Really cool can art. I think that's what kind of sold sold me on it. And then I looked at the name. I was like, oh, The Last of Us. That's, I mean, perfect. I, you, you can't find a more perfect one. If we had this a couple of weeks ago when Last of Us was announced, then maybe. But, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. So. What are you drinking? What do you, you got a little something? Yeah, I was going to say, good thing you had a lot to talk about your beer because I won't have too much to talk about. Unfortunately, I myself just got off work, so I decided to crack open a pineapple high noon, my old faithful. <laughs> a nooner. A nooner. As the, as the kids call it these days. <laughs> the cool kids nowadays. AKA our apartment. Yeah, I was going to say, pretty much just <laughs> me and like my two friends. <laughs> So before we get into the actual meat and potatoes of the episode, let's go into our speculation scuttlebutt. We haven't really dived into this portion lately because pretty much everything's been, you know, we had the speculation map and then we had the Stranger Things announcement. So we haven't really had the need to go into this area and there really hasn't been much. You know, we're in that period now where everyone, I think I said this last time or the time before, where everyone sort of said their piece on rumors. You know, there's not as much now because more stuff is getting confirmed, stuff is being built. So we're just kind of left in that waiting period. We're not really speculating anymore. We kind of finalized on what we think is coming. And now it's just the the waiting period of seeing if what we have heard is going to come to fruition. But there are a couple updates, I guess, in the park. You know, mid-July, early August is when they start to really ramp up that construction, and they've started to do so out in the park in the scare zone area. So let's just start with Central Park, which is supposedly the jungle zone. We did see, we were there recently, and they had those big lighting trusts up. They had a lot of you know green covering. It looks like they were hanging cords and wires that kind of crisscrossed all the way through that Central Park tree area. So, I mean, there's really nothing that confirms that this is a quote-unquote jungle zone, but it is interesting that they put the green wrapping on a lot of that stuff. So, you know, what do you think? Do you think that's going to be sort of hiding with foliage? I think so, but I think we talked about in the last episode too, or maybe the previous one when we were talking about the scare zone specifically, that it'd be really cool if they did some sort of like lighted like vineage throughout those little things and up above, or maybe do like an overlay of uh, the branches or different things like that just to kind of cover how it is. But I, if this is going to happen and that be the scare zone, I think it's the perfect setting to have it. So, Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, this mm-hmm. zone is built for that. It has been... I'd say a little congested 
in the in the latter years and it's it's kind of hurt it. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping they can kind of spin that around and and reevaluate this zone because it is one of my favorite zones, you know, aesthetic It is. Aesthetically, it's just perfect. You know, it, it's it does close you in, gives you that claustrophobic feel. It helps you control all of the lights, anything you want to do in there. So it's the options are open. It's just a matter of picking the correct, you know, cri- I don't want to say criteria, but the, the right subject for that area. And it'll it can work very well. Yeah. So, yeah, there's there's stuff popping up over there. The one of the bigger things set up over in New York City, it looks like we have a big stage set up and a couple little stanchions and stuff like that. So similar to past years, you know, we're just seeing the framework done at this point. You know, there's no details. There's no actual props. It's really just the, the base of these things. But what I did find interesting was the big stage setup looked very similar to that big old castle facade kind of thing that they did have in the dark zodiac zone over in singapore which is what the rumored zone is going in there so you've seen those pictures right what do you think do you think now there's two options right there's that that is what i said the castle Mm -hmm. thing i guess there's three options it could be that (laughs) castle thing the second option would be that is just another little stage for something unrelated but it's still that dark zodiac thing and the third option, I guess, would be that the speculation map, maybe it's wrong. Maybe that vamp will be in this area. That's what I was thinking. Immediately so, when I saw it, I thought of the stage that they had for vamp 85. And, I, and they had it in that same zone as well. And I was like, wow, that looks really familiar when I first saw the pictures and stuff. But I was like, according to the speculation map, maybe they have it a little bit flipped around just to kind of take us on a run. But yeah, it looked... It looked like it was building up still. So I would be curious if that was actual stage performance, like a concert stage, because that's not how it was set up previously. It was really just the the actual flooring and that was it. Yes. But it would make sense, right? To have the the same zone from that they'd had for 85 and just similar setup, just change the vibes. And that, that way you have the space that you need because we talked about it. You know, I, I would love to have that little stage set up that they have had at rock the universe, but it is kind of like right infringing upon the other scare zone. If you think about yes. last year with scarecrow, we had not on the left side because there's, there was you know beer entrance and stuff like that. And they had to, the entrance for ghoulish, but on the right, they had props extending out past that point. You had the windmill, you had the car. So you had the, the stilt walker pretty much walking right by the little food stereo, uh, food and the crepe stand. Yeah, the crepe, the uh-huh. crepe stand. So if they did the same thing and they had the concert stage to a completely different zone, it would just feel weird. It would just they would be like too close together. You know, if you, if you do have jungle and you have a vamp Woodstocky concert happening side by side, it does seem a little off. So I am curious if maybe the the maps are not finalized when it comes to where the scare zones are, because that is a completely valid option, I'd say. That was my only thing, too, was if they're still going to have that rumored the vamp show on the spec map, you would think that they would have the vamp scare zone and the vamp show right next to each other versus having it on the not that I wouldn't say the opposite side of the park, but a little bit ways down from where the actual scare zone would be. Yeah. And maybe they would extend it all the way through. Who knows? But it would make sense to have that (laughs) stage show in the zone, which is doable in New York City. 
Definitely. So I guess time will tell. That's that's the New York area. Now, there are other things popping up. It seems like that rumor of the Death Eaters is slowly, slowly coming to fruition that we have seen a couple of various prop stages and new props sprinkled out into Diagon Alley. Now, why would they do this other than the fact that Death Eaters are coming to Horror Nights? There, it makes no, I mean, there is no other reason. So I feel like that all but confirms that Death Eaters will be at this year's event in Diagon Alley. Now, I'm curious how that will affect that area. That's typically the grab a quick drink area and just kind of relax and chill out. So I'm curious how much traction it is going to pull. I'm I'm not sure. I mean, I, I don't really go in there often unless it's, you know, like, oh, let's just take a ride on Gringotts or grab a quick drink or something like that. I don't really just hang out there, really. So I'm curious. I'm curious if people will actually head up into that area at all now. That's what I was wondering, too. I wonder if they're going to be marketing enough to like where our people are. Are they going to even know when they get to the event if that they're having that going on in there? You know what I mean? Unless they yeah. just stumble upon it and walk in there. And it seems like it would get hidden if they just did it in their original dump. It seems like that's a pretty big thing. You would want to kind of announce that because that's a whole different crowd. There's the Harry Potter crowd. Most of the Harry Potter crowd probably isn't a huge horror night. I mean, I'm sure there's people that like and enjoy both. But the people that enjoy Horror Nights are going to be there regardless versus the I'm strictly a Harry Potter fan. Exactly. If they knew that there's Death Eaters there, maybe they'd come give the event a shot. Mm-hmm. So it seems if they like throw that into their original dump where it's like, oh, here's our five other houses and here's our five scare zones and here's our shows. And then also there's Death Eaters. It kind of like gets lost in the mix of things. And that's a pretty big, you know, it's not I don't. I wouldn't consider Death Eaters a full IP, but it's from an IP itself. So I w- I'd be surprised if it came out in that dump. But, you know, who knows? I, I, I'm even I've surprised. surprised that, before. Yeah, I'm even surprised that it's happening because I feel like those who we don't speak of, J.K. Rowling, I feel like she wanted nothing to do with Halloween Horror Nights before and didn't even want it included in the event or have anything to do with Harry Potter. That's why they've never done anything over there. So I was kind of surprised that it might be coming to fruition quicker than I expected, but yeah, who knows what all those backstage conversations are? You know, it's right. It's anybody's it's, it's guess. Tough. It's a tough subject. I feel like yeah, it's anybody's guess as to what, what has been said behind closed doors, but mm-hmm. you know, maybe universal like actually pulled it out and was just like, look, here's the deal. Right. We have That's theme, what I was we have theme say. Park rights. Suck it. We have the (laughs) premier Halloween event and we're stuck putting your Death Eaters in the other park, which is just not going to draw traction. So sorry, but they're going into this area during Halloween Horror Nights. Deal with it. You know, we're not doing a house. We're not doing anything crazy and making it horror. We're literally taking the characters that you created and we're just putting them in their area. It's not like they're coming up with a whole new thing. It's from exactly. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it looks like the last little bit of speculation, and I know most of this isn't really speculation, it's more just like visuals, but there are pictures out of the supposed tent that will be housing that rumored devil went down to Georgia house. Now this, it doesn't scream. I mean, there, I, I couldn't tell you what a, a facade would look like that would scream devil went down to Georgia, but it does have that very backwoods shacky style feel. It looks like there's a little outhouse 
You can tell that because it's, you know, the size of it and it has the little moon shape carved out of it. It has what looks like a, either a well or like a chicken coop that has the aluminum Paneling. siding or roofing mm-hmm. on it. And the actual building itself looks very barn-esque with that, again, tin roof style thing. And it looks like you enter, you'll walk past the outhouse, you'll walk past the little chicken coop thing, and you'll take a left and walk into the building itself. So maybe it's themed as like a saloon, maybe it's themed as a local country store, maybe it's themed as somebody's you know, barn house, all those vibes are there. So it does give you that old timey things. Nothing on here screams musician. It doesn't scream Georgia. It doesn't scream back, you know, stuff like that. But it does very, does give you that backwoodsy style vibe. Westerny kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we are getting construction. It's We're definitely in that part where. I feel like every single week or every single day, you're going to see something new. So if you want to go to the park and be the first one to post something, just get on a day because it's (laughs) it's probably going to pop up. I was like, damn, of course I have to work today when I see all this stuff going up. Or it's, I swear, every time I go to the park, literally the next day, they just have put a bunch of stuff up. And I'm like, dang, how did I miss it again? (laughs) Yeah, well, every day it's going to be something at this point because we're one month away. Which is exciting, though. Yeah, yeah. So let's get into our main segment. So- Top five most anticipated announcements, personally. So I have my five. Jamie has her five. And this is just from the past five events. So this is 27 through 31. We're kind of skipping light. We're just merging it. We're not saying five years. We're saying five events. So we're going to go all the way back and kind of give you what has excited us the most in recent years. And I think this is a good gap, a good time period to start, because that's when I started really going like heavy. I think that might be the first year I was living down here because I had come to 25. I'd come to 26. I don't know if I, hmm, I don't think I was living here for 27 yet, but 28 through on, I believe I was. So this is when I definitely started to pay a little bit more attention. Now, again, these are not, you know, houses that are our favorites. These are just when this thing got announced, I was like, wow, that's like big time. And even back then I wasn't super, reading the message boards wasn't in the discord stuff until we started this podcast i wasn't super super into the you know the fine inner workings of of horror night so i didn't hear the rumors so when i saw an announcement that's like the first i had seen of it or heard of it now obviously it kind of tapers off a little bit now you know if i had known nothing about stranger things this year i would have been stoked but we kind of saw the writing on the <laughs> wall on our end because well we have to but that's that's kind of it so let's kick it off. We'll start with number five. Jamie, do you want to go first and give off your number five? So by number five, do you mean my pick from 27? No, just your top. So we're just doing top five for many of those, all those years combined. So like I'll, I'll go first. Oh, okay. so I'll give- I just, I just did mine by years, but I have my top five, but I just did it year by year. Oh yeah, I mean you can have multiple okay. from from the same year if you want. Some of them, some of them I do, but some of them I just have one for the other. I just want to make sure I was on the right track. Yeah, yeah. So it's just top okay. five, um, not one per event. It's just overall. So you could have multiples from the same event if if those are what excited you. Five will be our least, you know, not least, but that'll be our our least out of them. And then number one is like the most shell shocked one that kind of threw you off guard. So 
you're you're also you ready to go for your number five then? You go ahead because I think I might have misinterpreted this because I put my number one for each year. <laughs> okay, yeah, no. So it's just top five overall from those years. So like I said, you could have two from twenty seven and you know none from thirty. So I'll I'll start with with mine then. So my number okay. five is actually a f- recent ish one. And that was when they announced and did the little video for HHN Icons Captured. Now, this was August 5th of that year leading up to HHN 30. This is, again, one that we had kind of heard about for a while because the year that got pushed. But for me, you know, I started at 25 with no background history of Horror Nights. So I was just like, I want to go see Freddy versus Jason. And I found out and I went to it. So I had seen Icons in the past. But a lot of them, I really didn't get to fully see, especially in in a full house aspect. So when they announced HHN Icons Captured, I was like, okay, this is really cool because I've seen glimpses of them in the past, but I didn't really have that deep appreciation for them. And now that I was like very HHN, very into it, I was like, all right, cool. Now, like I get to see them all in one house. And this is, I believe, the first time they were all in the house together. So I'm seeing stuff for the first time. You know, I, I didn't see certain characters before. And for me, it was just very, very exciting. And the video was cool. It had like almost like that Rorschach style water painting of each icon. So that got me really hyped up. I was really excited for that one. So what is your number five? So I'll go from my list of how I had it, but my probably number five. So essentially what I did was <laughs> I have this thing where Nick usually comes up with the ideas and I sometimes misinterpret them, but we're just going to go along with it. So it's okay. So I'll just narrow these down from what I had. You guys will kind of see a trend because a lot of my big time things were house announcements. So I would say that my number five would have to be from 2018 from 28 would be the trick or treat announcement for when they did the uh, house. Mm, That was, that was going to be on my list. And I didn't get to do that one. What a shame. I was so excited for it. I, I want to say I went 2018 and I just missed this house and I was really disappointed about it because it was something I was actually very excited about. And I think that year this is before I'd started getting frequent fear. I have other years, just didn't get it this year. I think I only went once or twice this year and was a little disappointed that I didn't get to go in it, but it was very exciting to have that announced and to have it previously as the scare zone and in the house. Yeah, that one was, that one was good. I, I really liked that one. I was debating putting that on here. I think I had it somewhere in my like chicken scratch area where I was like, all right, well, let's see what, what, what announcements did we get? What time frame stuff like that? It was pretty cool to coming back to back, you know, from the house, mm-hmm. pretty much getting the call-ups to the major leagues being like, okay, you can be a house now. You, right. you did good, Sam. <laughs> so number four for me, now this is coming from HHN 27. This was on May 19th when they announced the shining. As a house, the video was really cool. It had all the scenes you wanted to see. It had the elevator doors opening with the blood. It had the twins. It had the red rum. It had them running through the hedge maze outside in the snow. This was, like I said, two years into my HHN. So like those big IPs definitely meant a lot. That's definitely what drew me in at that point to the event. It obviously takes you a little while to kind of get fully immersed into the HHN lore and the originals. So back then those those IPs really drew me in. And thankfully I was there when I caught this one. Yeah, you know, I could have I could have 
missed this one. If I had started at like 28, I think Seamus had missed this one by a year and he had known about it, but he just didn't come down at that point. And that's a big one because I'd love to see the shining come back, but I feel like that's such a like white whale where it's like, I I don't know if they're going to ever do that again. I just, I I don't know if that's, that seems like a very one-off style house. You know, it's not like a Michael or a, you know, really any slasher, right? There's there's so many different variations. You can have Michael or Leatherface or Freddy or Jason, whenever those rights get sorted out, you could have them in so many different iterations, but there is one shining and I just don't see them really going down that road again. So I'm just going to be thankful that I saw it. But yeah, when this thing got announced, I was like, Ooh, okay, now two years into the event, I have an idea of what they do at these houses. This has me really excited. So what is your number four? So my number four, hmm, trying to think, this is a, this is a toughie. So I'm just going to go with this one. So for my number four was from 2017 for 27. So this would be the announcement of the horrors of Blumhouse. And if I'm not mistaken, I could be, don't take my word for it. I want to say this is the first time that they did the horrors of Blumhouse as the, um, multi like the multi-segment house kind of thing i want to say this is the first one or maybe they did the year before but this is when they had insidious sinister and the purge which this made me very very excited sinister is one of my favorite movies i wish one day that it could get its whole house that'd be awesome because the segment that they had in this house was actually pretty small which was a little disappointing but i'm also a big fan of insidious too and it was awesome getting to go in that since i've never gotten to do the insidious house by itself so it was just a nice little treat to get to walk through this i'm not really a huge fan of the purge but it was still kind of fun walking through that the purges i feel like has been a little overdone but sinister was mostly what i was super excited for for this one and i think it was still a really fun house and like i've said in other episodes and stuff before too i really love the uh mashup house I think it's nice. I'm a sucker for IPs. I love seeing some of my favorite movies interpreted into a house, seeing it right before my eyes. So I think that was a fun one for me. Yeah. When those mashups are done right, it's it's good. When it's done yes. bad, it's like, oh, God, why, why would you do this? You exactly. fucking monsters. <laughs> but yeah. So 27, I believe, was the first one because then we got another follow up of uh, Blumhouse at 28 with, I think, yes. Happy Death Day. And, and the then purge. The, the first purge, maybe. Yeah, one of those yeah. things. But yeah, the first one is crazy to think about, too, because Sinister is sort of like the afterthought of, of Blumhouse at this point, because it's you know not a continuing franchise. It really started earlier than stuff like Happy Death Day and The Purge and that stuff is kind of all pushed by. So it's crazy to think that there was yeah. a Sinister portion of a house, at least, you know, The Purge. It came I get out it. in 2012, too. Yeah, so it's like very early on in the Blumhouse days. So it is cool that they did include that. So for number three, I'm going to HHN 29. And this was another big IP where I was like, wow, they are going to do this. It's a little weird, but Mm -hmm. let's see how it works. And that was on July 17th when they announced Ghostbusters. (laughs) <laughs> I remember the video. The video was really cool. It was, that you know, was the security fun. guard walking around outside. And then, you know, you hear you hear the noise. He looks up. He starts screaming. And the lights come and the fan come. And that's when you kind of are like, okay, I see where they're going with this. And then here we go. They The proton vats walk in. The, the Ghostbusters walk in. You hear the sounds. And then the little Twinkie drop at the beginning. It was just like, mm-hmm. oh, 
they're going to do it. Now, I was nervous a little bit and, and say what you will about the house. It did have its it had its strong points. It had its its low points. But it was just the, announcement, the fact that there was a Ghostbusters Halloween Horror Nights house is pretty crazy. I it. It's just not that scary. You know, it's it's definitely the entrance of horror for children, I would say. You know, I, I watched that as a kid. It's not that scary. There's scary moments, I guess, if you're a kid when you're watching it. But it's that like you're dipping your toes into the horror world as a kid watching that and growing up watching this movie was just like, wow, I didn't I never even would have pegged Ghostbusters to be at a Halloween Horror Nights event. But here we are going through it. So that one was really cool seeing seeing all the stuff, seeing Slimer and all that cool stuff when there was really fun. But just the fact when it got announced, I was like, wow, that's Kind of like when I was talking about The Shining, like it, I don't think we're going to redo another Ghostbusters house, at least not anytime soon. Something but you wouldn't expect to see, I feel like. No, it's, it just seemed a little out of left field. And I was like, wow, they actually are going to go for it. They're doing a Ghostbusters mm-hmm. like that's crazy. It's like such a classic movie. And there's very few movies that are like horror adjacent, I guess, that are considered classics, like all time classics. And that's one of them. You know, it's like if they did a Jaws house. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I don't. It's tough. I don't think they. I don't know. I don't think that'll happen. But you know, it's in that same vein where it's like, yeah. By nature, yes, it's a horror movie, but it's just such an all-time top five, top ten movie of all time. So it's just interesting to see them take on an approach like that and have it work out the way it did. So I was really excited to see Ghostbusters announced for twenty nine. So what is your number three? So my number three is going to have a little twofer. Is that okay? I had to, I was was stuck on this one. So this one, we are going back to 2021 for HHN 30. And my two biggest announcements were Beetlejuice and the haunting of Hill house. All right. This, this, this was tough. I feel like this, this year really had strong houses and I feel like these were the two I was most excited about. Beetlejuice has been one of my favorite movies since I was a kid. I've grown up watching it. I feel like that's another one too. Another one of those movies that not particularly scary, but still fun, still has that little bit of the horror aspect to it. And then The Haunting of Hill House is just, don't get me wrong, I love The Haunting of Hill House, but I'm a Blind Manor fan too. But this was just, the facade was beautiful for this house. Everything walking through it was great. It's just really nice to see some of your favorite films and shows brought to life. And I feel like they did good with both of these. And I don't want to get hate for this, but as much as I like Beetlejuice, I just I just wish the house had a little bit more, you know? I, re- I really but- wish it did. I think it's pretty universally disappointing. Yeah, unfortunately, but don't but don't get me wrong. It's still that Beetlejuice house, and I think when we had went that year too, we were still having to wear masks and stuff like that. And I think some of the scare actors were wearing masks, which kind of threw it off a little bit. But I get it. We got to go through, had to go through all the protocols and all that kind of stuff. So maybe it would have been a little different if we weren't still in like post COVID times. It would have been a little more in depth, but still two really good houses that I was very excited for when they were announced. Yeah, and Beetlejuice kind of falls right in line with Ghostbusters, right? Where exactly. it's just iconic, not necessarily scary, but it's it's definitely a horror. So it's just really cool to see their take on that stuff. So number two for me. Now this is my second and last original that made the list for my top five. And that would be 31 
Dead Man's Pier. <laughs> I knew you. I knew that was gonna be somewhere on there. I was just so excited. I remember the first time this was on the map as Seaside Village, and I was just like, "Are we gonna get a Dead Man's house? Like, is that a thing?" And I was just so blown away because this was a scare zone from 26, I believe it was Dead Man's Wharf. Yes. And that was one year into me actually going. So again, at that point, I was only here once a year, but it just hit home for me so much. I loved that nautical theme. And I was just, this was the first time that I had seen a scare zone. Well, not the first time because trick or treat and stuff like that. But the first time I believe that I saw a scare zone that I fell so in love with and attached to get converted into a house. So it seems like I've like at that point been going long enough where I finally got rewarded for being, you know, consistent. And I was just so excited because I was like, wow, the possibilities are endless. That was one of my favorite zones. It was just so fun. The characters were cool. The set design was beautiful. And, you know, the house itself, obviously, we don't even have to get into how amazing it was because I was just excited to see the name. And then when they came out with it and it was like, you know, Dead Man's Pure Winter's Wake, I was like, oh, they, like they took something good and made it even better. It's just wow. This is that extra scoop of ice cream in there for me. They just, they really, they really gave me a treat. I was so excited. But yeah, that's number two. I was just whew, really whew, hyped up. Yeah. Oh yeah. But that I'm was just like I'm intrigued to see your number one now because I kind of thought that was going to be your number one. Yeah, I mean it's up there, but it was just so like. Wow, what did I ever do to deserve this? Thank you. Thank, <laughs> Thank you, you so Fortnite's. Thank you. But yeah, that's my number two. So what is your number two? So my number two is also going to be coming from 31. This is another two for I promise it's the last one because it was really tough. Well, it wasn't too tough to choose between these two, but for the second option or for the second one that I picked, it's only for part of something. So for 31, my biggest announcement going in at spot number two was definitely Halloween with my boy Mikey. And the horrors of Blumhouse, but just for the black phone, not for freaky. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically for the black phone. Let me tell you, when we got Halloween, I was already super hyped up. Big Mikey fan. Love him. That's my guy. I remember just growing up, we used to have the <laughs> those spooky Halloween-like CDs and like stuff like that that they used to do. And I remember we always used to listen to them at my house and they used to have the Michael Myers theme song on there, the Halloween theme song, all that kind of stuff. So it was just really nostalgic. And this was actually my first time getting to go into an iteration of a Halloween house, which was awesome. And it really lived up to my expectations just as much as I could do. Um the inside of the house and everything, the scares that they had, the facade of, I think it was Lori's house that they had throughout it and stuff like that. I got a lot of good scares in it. It was just really fun. And then obviously I think I've talked about it before. The black phone will always have a special place in my heart. I just, since the first time we saw it in theaters, I've just loved that movie so much and I really wish it would have gotten its own house, but it's fine. I'm still glad I got a little bits and pieces of it, but just such a big fan of that film. And I feel like the one thing I really liked about it was that it was so dark throughout the whole house that you really couldn't see what was coming. And even though there wasn't much to the set design, I feel like that's what made it so scary because I feel like even though that these houses are still somewhat lit, this was just really, especially if you were going like in it through the day and then would walk into it when you would go through the cut through freaky then back outside and your eyes were adjusting, you couldn't see shit which was awesome. And there was a lot of good scares in it. And I just, yeah, this one was hard to choose between. So I had to put, had to give a little special shout out for the, for the black phone on that one. Yeah, that was a surprise 
when they mm-hmm. did the the double feature again and everyone was like, ah, uh, yeah. well, let's see what you do this time. Cause the I last bet. time wasn't that great, but yeah. they turned it around, you know, especially when it was such conflicting things with freaky and the black phone. I was like, oh, okay, it's yeah. like a horror comedy. And then you have this really dark, like gritty style, yes. not yes. necessarily slasher, but you know, that, that style mm-hmm. movie. It was really good. It, it worked out well. So it was exciting when they did that announcement because even at that point, I was like, okay, like I really like the black phone and I really didn't hate Freaky. It was very, oh, I it, it, it was exactly what it was supposed to be. You know, it's just a stupid, quick in and out horror comedy. Mm-hmm. It wasn't trying to take itself serious. So I was fine with that announcement. So number one, we are going to HHN 28. Ooh. And that was the first time we entered the upside down. When we got when we got that first because I was from the get go, I was in on Stranger Things. You know, I loved the first season. I was all in on Stranger Things. And again, that was one. I mean, that kind of kicked off the Netflix trend. So at that point, we weren't necessarily thinking, you know, obviously, we knew Stranger Things was like this big entity, but we weren't like, oh, for sure. It's coming to Horror Nights. They work with Netflix all the time. So back then it was like, oh, wow, like they're branching out to new medias now at this point. So even the video itself was really, you know, I had that you had the bicycle with the tire spinning and slowly went, it flipped upside down and it went to the universal park in the upside down. I was really, really excited for stranger things to come to this, to this event, which leads you to know that <laughs> how excited I am this year. But mm-hmm. that first one, that first announcement for stranger things was just like, wow, they really pushed, you know, it really set me back. So I was like, okay, this is, we're definitely not just going after the classics anymore. We're not trying to get the ghostbusters or the shinings and Beetlejuice and all the slashers. We're like looking around the new landscape that is digital media being like, okay, what else is out there? Cause there's a lot of good stuff out there on all these new streaming platforms and we have to adapt. So when they grabbed that, I was like, Ooh, that's going to be big time. I'm surprised you put that as your number one, to be honest. Yeah, I was when when it when it was announced back then, I was very, very I remember being very excited for that. Yeah. And I was late to watching Stranger Things. Actually, I didn't really watch Stranger Things until kind of early on when we started when we started dating and stuff like that. And I fell in love with it. It was great. So I could see your excitement for that one makes a lot of sense. But I'm surprised you didn't throw a little killer clowns in there. I'm really I'm surprised I didn't see that on your list. That was if I did number six, it was number six. It was oh, a toss okay. up. Okay. I, I did have it when I was kind of jotting down my ideas and I was like, okay, well, killer clowns got to be on there uh-huh. somewhere. And I was like, you know what? It, I think it just missed out. I got you. So now we can talk about my number one. I've been waiting for this the whole segment. <laughs> can, I'm sure I, I know what it is. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure you do too. <laughs> so we are going back to 29 for this one. Yep. And this had to have been... The biggest I remember, I, oh my god, I just I'm just so excited to talk about it. I was in the car when it was announced. I remember where I was. I remember the time, <laughs> everything. But this is um, the announcement that they did for House of Thousand Corpses. <laughs> and I, I know, I know. When I'm surprise, you, surprise. I don't call things very much, but I literally called House of Thousand Corpses for that year. And I remember I was so hyped up about it. I was like, listen, they had it in Hollywood this time and this time. And I was like, I really think we're going to get it. I really think we're going to get it. Something just feels like we are. And we did. And I literally freaked out. I was so excited. This is, like I said, same thing with um, Beetlejuice and stuff like that. This was one of the first, I would say, 
pretty deep cut horror movies I've ever watched because I was probably like 11 years old when I first watched this. I remember my dad had gotten it on DVD and him and my mom would watch it. And I'm like, please, come on, just let me watch it. I love Rob Zombie. I want to watch his movie. And they were like, you're not watching this. And then (laughs) they finally let me watch it. And I was like, damn, this is pretty fucked up, but I kind of like it. And ever since then, I feel like I just resonate with the movie in the sense that I have so much nostalgia built to it that me and my dad now, ever since Rob Zombie, whenever he comes out with new films and stuff like that, we always go see him together. It's one of the first like big horror movies I watched with him. And unfortunately, I think I only got to do this house twice this year for as much as I love it and as much as I was hyping it up just because of the weights. We didn't have Express at the time. We were always doing other stuff. And there was some nice stuff. I had it. I know. I know. I was going to say we're poor. It's okay. But um, I think Nick had gone some nights that I didn't and he got to do the house a couple more times than I did. But let me tell you, when I say this house was just absolutely phenomenal, literally lived up to my expectations. The outside facade with the Captain Spaulding's fried chicken, the gas station, the big skull you walk through as if you're going through the dark ride that they have inside um, the Museum of Monsters and Mad Men. And I just, the characters that they had in it, they had Dr. Satan, they had Spaulding, they had everyone and just scene by scene where they had Fish Boy and just, it was so well done. And I'm just so glad that I was able to get a glimpse at it and able to walk through this house because it's, if someone asked me what my favorite movie is, it's going to be House of Thousand Corpses or It Follows pretty much. So it's, it's up there for a big time for me. So I was very, very excited when this was announced. And I don't think I've been <laughs> as excited as I was for something like this since that announcement. Yeah, that was. I remember that one was a big one as well. And yeah, I enjoyed it. I his movies are whatever. I I'm not in love with all of them. I enjoy some of them more than others. Which is House okay the, though. Yeah, House of Thousand Corpses is probably probably my favorite of his movies. I'd say just right off the top of my head, but it didn't crack my list. <laughs> I, That's okay. I, That's okay. I enjoy what they are, and I get it. But I know you love those movies, so it's I like do. Right, I knew I that really was going to be there. Yeah, it had to be. It had to be. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, that's our top five announcements from the last five years. Before we sign off, let's get into our horror movie of the week. And I actually watched something that we had just mentioned in that rant at some point. I rewatched Trick or Treat. You did. I forgot you rewatched that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was just feeling it. I just felt, you know, mid-afternoon day. I was like, you know what? It's a trick-or-treat kind of day. And it was just a fun. I mean, that movie never gets old. It's the perfect anthology Halloween movie. It's just so classic. It's so classic Halloween. It's got twists and turns in it. You don't expect them to all tie in. There's like three big twists in there that, you know, still every now and then I'm like, oh, I forgot about that. You know, I forgot that the old guy was the bus driver. I forgot that these people turned into <laughs> werewolves. I forgot all that stuff. It's so, so it was good. just, it was just, uh, it's a classic. You can't it beat is. it. So what, what did you get into this week? So I just had to think about it for a minute. I was like, I know I watched something and I remembered it. So I watched, which is something I've seen before, but it's been a little bit. I watched All Hallows Eve. And if you're not familiar with that one for anyone listening, this is basically, I want to say it's kind of like the origin story of Art the Clown. This is the first, this came out in 2012, I'm pretty sure. Also directed by Damien Leone, who directs Terrifier. And this is kind of his upbringing his backstory kind of this is kind of the first time that we saw him in cinema other than when terrifier came out and it's it's a fun film honestly it's it's really creepy it's really unsettling it's it's a good watch it's on tubi if you guys haven't seen it and want to watch it but that's what i watched this week all hallows eve nice nice well for our wrap up 
go to our YouTube page. We put up our latest Shutter Sunday. We talked about Hell House LLC. Again, that is the only way you get to listen and or see those Shutter Sunday reviews. So check us out on YouTube. Go like, subscribe, whatever you got to do on that. And go check it out. We got, I think, four up there now. We were sort of on an every other week schedule for those. So we will get right back to that. But again, addressing next week. Next week's episode is unsure at this point. <laughs> we, <laughs> we, me and Jamie yeah, are going um, to be on vacation. Seamus will be back. But I may or may not bring my microphone and my laptop just in case to see if we want to still spit out an episode pending an announcement. Because I feel like Thursday will be another announcement. Because that's kind of what I picked earlier. I think that we are leading up to announcement season. Obviously, we didn't get one this week. But next week seems, I don't want to say promising because I don't want to give false hope out there. But I've... I just, just feel like Thursday right. will be one. Yeah. <laughs> so, like I said, we'll be away on vacation, but maybe I'll bring my microphone and my laptop and we can still bang an episode out and get that out to you. So, possibly an episode next week. If not, we will definitely be back very, very soon. We will have a lot of stuff to cover and our Shutter Sundays will continue once we get back. I don't think we're going to put one out before we leave yeah. on Monday. Maybe we'll put one out. I don't know. We'll keep you posted on socials. <laughs> but until next time, this is Nick. This is Jamie. Happy homes. It's cursed, cursed, turn a death cursed. You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's a type of one bit scared. And again, I would just like to thank Vampire Stepdad for letting us use his music for our intro and outro music. So if you would, just go check him out Spotify, Facebook. Again, that is Vampire Stepdad.